Welcome to another episode of Soul Feeling, where you get your soul fed. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And today we have a very, very special guest with us, Anthony O'Neill. He is the host of the wonderful show, The Table. He's a best-selling author, and he helps us millennials and basically anybody who listens get these gems on how to crash our debt and get financially stable, which we know we always try to get our coin. Okay. <laughs> Anthony, how are you doing today? Oh man, ladies, queens, I'm doing well, man. Thank y'all so much for having me on the podcast. I love that intro. Um, and I just got to give some love to the ladies, man, before we even got on this podcast. These some praying ladies. So I'm in good hands today. I'm feeling good. I'm looking forward to having this conversation, queens. Let's talk. Yes. So first, we want to start off with our segment called What Filled Your Soul This Week? So Anthony, we are the Soul Filling Podcast. So we want to make sure that our souls are fed. And so what we try to do during this segment is look back on our week and see what little thing fed our soul. So be thinking about that okay. so you can share it with our audience. All Ladies, right. have y'all had anything fed your soul this week? Yes. Yeah, so I attended a um, conference online with Dr. or Professor Ibram X. Kendi. He's an anti-racist um, advocate. And he was just really talking about how we can educate our youth a little bit better. And um, something he was just saying that really stuck out to me, it was just how when he was growing up, the teachers who he performed well in their class, they always thought highly of him as a Black man. And so I just really took that to heart and just want to, you know, our listeners, you know, as you're communicating with the kiddos and, you know, don't treat them, you know, as less than or treat them because of their circumstances, treat them differently because of their circumstances. Think highly of them going into, you know, whatever conversation or interaction you have with them and it will change their lives. I love that. Yes, that's good. I'm gonna I'm a piggyback on that one because that kind of goes with mine. Mine was, um, you know, the, remember I was telling y'all how Toby did a remake of the Teddy Pendergrass song, Wake Up Everybody. Um, that song has just been resonating with me, the Toby version. But this morning I actually went in back and listened to the original version. And y'all, that song just moved my soul, my spirit, my whole everything. It was just a true message. And it, it, in the song, the lyrics was, wake up teachers, it's time to teach a new way. Cause then maybe if the, the children would actually, actually listen to what you say and me being a teacher, it just really resonated with me. And of course, a whole bunch of other lyrics in that song. So go listen to, to the Toby version, listen to the extended Toby version, then go listen to the original Teddy Pendergrass version as well. So yes, it's time to teach a new way. I'm, I'm already, I'm definitely going to listen to that on my walk. Um, so today I actually came up with my soul feeling gym today because I was looking at my propagation that I did with my plant, like this little propagation. So guys, y'all know I'm a plant lady. So basically if you propagate a plant, you, you cut off the plant and you put the node in some water so it could create its own plant, right? So yeah. I was looking to see the progress because I haven't been seeing progress for a long time in this little one. And I saw that the root grew so far and I was just like, wow. Like, okay, so in my mind, this is where it took me. It took me to like, sometimes you do have to cut off your node or your plant and propagate it 
and the roots will grow. And so what I'm trying to tell everyone is that basically you have to go ahead and start that business, start that podcast, start whatever dream, whatever God put into your heart. First, you have to start. It might look like it's not growing at first, but you'll come back a couple months later and you'll see it's been flourishing all along. And so I was just like looking at my little baby propagation. I'm like, okay. And it really spoke to me. Okay, you know, we told ourselves we wasn't go, gonna go, <laughs> gonna keep talking, but uh, it just really spoke to me. We'll talk more about that later. So Anthony, what fed <laughs> your soul this week? <laughs> oh, Tiffany, you are funny. You was going in. I was about to say, okay, all right. I, I see where she going. All right. <laughs> Uh, you know, my sole thing for this week was, um, you, you guys know, I talk a lot about money. And so um, uh, one of my friends, uh, Michael Todd, Pastor Mike Todd, uh, started a new sermon series this week called uh, Paper Chasers. And just to hear him really break down and really tie in um, money, Christ with hip hop, with culture uh, was so refreshing to me because sometimes I get discouraged. I feel as if like our culture, our people, you know, who look like us, uh, do not listen to me, do not care about really, uh, really doing this thing the correct way. We want to look like we have the bag, but we don't want to actually have the bag. And so to hear him uh, teaching that that content and really diving in, it just was refreshing to me. And it gave me that energy just to keep going because I need it every now and then. Um, and so that was the, my highlight of the week as far as something that filled my soul. That's really good. That's actually ironic because I was just looking at one of your latest episodes, like the 10 minute where y'all were talking about three things a man should do in a marriage. And so yeah. right after that, the um, girl, yes, yeah, like, I was like, let me take that. No. Um, <laughs> but right after it, it was the, uh, it was Pastor Todd, like that was suggested to me and it was like oh, paper chasing. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it because, you know, I was getting prepared for the interview, but yeah. that's just ironic that you, that was your soul filling gem of the week. Yeah, that's my so, guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to tell you, Anthony, I feel like I stalked your page um, oh, like Lord. at the beginning of uh, <laughs> at the beginning of COVID, uh, because we're really big on paying off debt, and I just wanted to say like you are just so amazing on how you verbalize and how you teach the community and how you're just so for um, black people, but everyone um, to make sure that you know we are financially stable. So one of the first questions I want to ask you is. What are the three things that millennials should be doing with their money right now? You know, when I think of millennials, uh, that's all of us on this page, uh, not on this page, but on this, this podcast. And if I could go back to the beginning times of me being a millennial, the very first thing I would say um, is really identify your why. Identify what's your why, what's your vision. Because if you really don't have a vision, if you don't have a deep enough why, then you really can't go nowhere. You're just out here just surfing around and you'll do anything. You know, I was uh, in the gym maybe about a few years ago and this lady was on uh, the elliptical machine and she was going hard, you guys. I mean, she, she was going hard and she was, um, you know, a little bit overweight and everyone in the gym was clowning on her. Everyone in the gym was picking on her. Uh, but both machines on both sides were empty because, I mean, spit was coming out of her mouth, sweat was coming out of her hair. She was going after it. And so when she got off the elliptical machine, I went up and I asked her, like, are you okay? Uh, why were you going so hard on this elliptical machine? And she said, son, that's a good question. The key word there is why. And she literally broke down and had me almost cry in the gym. She said, my why um, it's so deep because I want to see my grandkids graduate high school. And if I don't lose this weight, there's a possibility that I can die. 
and I do not want to die. I want to make sure if I die, it's my time. I didn't die because I didn't care about myself. I want to see my kids. And so when I went home, just something spiritually started happening to me and the Holy Spirit just said, hey, you know, what's your why? Yeah, you're successful, but what's your why? And when I started answering my why, God kept asking me, okay, cool, why? I'll say the answer, then he'll say why. And it hit me that if your why doesn't make you cry, then the price of commitment to be successful will make you cry. And I think so many millennials are just out there just doing what they see everyone else doing, but they're not really focused on what's your purpose, what's your path, what's your why. If millennials have a why, they'll hit their goals, they'll build wealth, you know, they'll hit their career aspirations. I mean, there's so many things they can do. So the very first thing is identify your why. Then number two, man, you know, secure the bag. When I say secure the bag, secure the bag. Go after your paper, get the money, and also make sure that you're investing. Uh, make sure that you are avoiding debt. So this generation talking about, man, I, I need to get a bag. Well, that's cool. You can get a bag, but do you have holes inside of the bag? We're always talking about, you know, getting a bag, but then, yeah, when you pick it up, does your money just drop out? And money drops out because you don't have a plan for your money. And so if you're going to secure the bag, if you're going to get a bag, how do you prevent holes from happening within your bag, within your finances? You got to have a plan for your money. When you're going to have a, a why and a vision for your life, you got to have a plan and a vision for your money. Get on a serious budget and stick to that and make sure that the plan for your money complements your why, complements, you know, where you're going in life. Prime example, I grew up in a, in, in a four-parent home. I have two biological parents, two step-parents, and two other siblings. And not one time uh, could we afford to go to Disneyland. We lived paycheck to paycheck. We weren't broke. We weren't horrible. But we were paycheck to paycheck. I remember having to put, you know, my uh, tape on the bottom of my shoes, ladies, so that way water doesn't get inside of my shoes and get on my socks from when it's raining. I remember being picked on because sometimes my socks was coming outside of my shoes. I remember as soon as I turned 14 in the state of California, you can get your work permit. My mom and dad sent me straight to work, not so I can have my own money, so I can help out with the family. We didn't take family vacations. We didn't, you know, go out of the country. My why is that I want to make sure that I can provide for my wife and the kids the way that I wish my parents could have provided for me. The average black man will leave his family when he passes away with bills and benefits. I'm cool with benefits, but I hate the fact that we got to leave them with bills. How come we can't leave them with peace, joy, wealth, land, businesses? How come we can't do that? It's because you didn't have a why. You didn't have a plan for your money. And then number three, man, I, I don't want to get too, too spiritual with this is y'all stuff, but you got to have a solid relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not saying you got to be perfect, but what I am saying is, you know, uh, stewardship just simply means that we are managers of everything that's his. And if we're going to be good managers of everything that is his, we got to have a good relationship for him. I would rather live within God's perfect will, being imperfect. I would rather be within his perfect will, not his permissive will. So have a why, which is a clear vision where you're going in life. Secure the bag and keep the bag by making sure that you have a solid plan, a.k.a. a budget for your money, and you're investing into your future. You're not trying to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, and then number three is make sure you have a solid relationship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because what man can give you, they can also take it away. But what God gives you from your wealth to your freedom to your peace to your joy, no man can take that away. That was so, so powerful. I just want to kind of stay on the um, the investment part for a second, because I just think that's so, 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 so important, especially in the Black community, because yeah. um, kind of similar to you, I grew up in a family, a household where 
you know, we wasn't the wealthiest and we wasn't necessarily taught in this. In my family, we were taught save, save, save. But instead, I honestly feel like we should have been taught save, yes, but invest, invest, invest. And so um, can you kind of give us some tips, some gems? What are because, you know, for the, a millennial that has no idea what an investment is or what, a, what when they say invest, that's that's kind of very foreign to them. What what do, what do we mean when we say invest? So here's the thing. Uh, when it comes to investment, there's a practical side and then there's a um, I would definitely say a life side. The number one investment you can make right now is in yourself. I'm always hmm. telling people to mind your business and I'm not talking about mind your business as far as and stay out of my business when you should be doing that. But, uh, you know, when I say mind your business, your mind is a business. So the number one investment you can hmm. be making if you want to build wealth is, is, is in our minds. What are you reading on a daily basis? What kind of friends do you have around yourself? Do all your friends gossip or are y'all securing the bag and building more bags uh, together? So the number one investment before we can get into the practical is we got to get into, okay, what are we putting inside of our minds? Because what comes in will come out. So if we're putting in wisdom, if we're putting in knowledge, if we're putting in uh, some healthy stuff, educational stuff, then it's going to come out. You know, if you're around people who are millionaires, billionaires, six figures, and you're only making 40,000, you are bound to be a, a successful person. I always say the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the relationships you have. So make an investment into yourself. That's the very first thing. Now, on the practical side, when it comes to the money side is, here's the thing. When you get your paycheck and you're out of debt, I always say the very first investment you can do is like what you said, uh, Jasmine. You said, uh, hey, we've been taught to save. I do believe we should have three to six months saved in a savings account. Now, once we have that, all of our extra resources, unless we're saving for like a trip or unless we're saving for like a house or a future car, uh, we can save in that area. But everything else, we should be investing. You should be mm -hmm. maxing out your 401ks. You should be maxing out a Roth IRA. Uh, so mm -hmm. those are the two things I tell every millennial. Take advantage of um, your 401ks. And there's three things when it comes to investment you're going to focus on. The number one is going to be a match. OK, a match. Mm. So if you can invest into something that a company is matching, that's where you go. Then number two, if there's no match, then we go to a Roth. Roth just simply means that, hey, uh, whatever I put into it, this is after taxes. So if I put it inside of a Roth account, it grows tax free. So whenever mm -hmm. I retire, whenever I pull it out in retirement age, I don't have to pay taxes because I've already paid taxes on it. Then let's say you don't have a match. Then let's say you don't have a Roth. Then you go traditional. Okay, so you go traditional 401k or traditional IRA. Those are the three main things that I say if from the basic level on how to really get into investing is look at look for a match, next a Roth, then a traditional. I um, mean, compound interest is your best friend. If you just simply put $100 away from, let's say, from the ages of 18 to 58, 50, may seem like a long time. But $100 over that time frame, you're looking at $3 million when it comes to compound interest, just from doing something simple. Now, for me, what I teach is once you're debt-free and you have a fully funded emergency fund, invest 15%. So we go from $100 to 15%. I want you to look at how much money that can be. But there are so many different ways that you can invest. But from a basic level for today's mm -hmm. podcast, look into those three main things. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And then I do, I did like Tiffany, I went through some of your YouTube videos and podcasts. I watched some. And, and so in one of the videos, you really, and you, you, you grazed across it when you uh, were talking about how we should um, 
invest in relationships. Mm. Can you stay there and elaborate? What do you mean? It was something that you said. You said you have you you gave a quarter and a penny analogy. Can oh yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, something I've been challenging myself here over the last three years, um, as I am. I'm on the journey of building my wealth for for legacy. Um, I'm studying my mentors and what they're doing. And when I look at uh, my mentors, all the men around them are either on their level, okay, for the most part, or above their level. Um, mm-hmm. I was in this group of a bunch of millionaires and billionaires one day, right? And uh, they were all sitting around the table and they started talking about legacy. They started talking about their kids. All mm-hmm. of them signed a contract that day and they said, hey, we're my kid. Uh, daughter or son gets married, I'm going to buy their first house up to a half a million dollars. I was like, well, wait, wait, wait. I'll say, say what, 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 what's just happening? Wow. You know, these are all friends, friends. I'm going to say this again, uh, friends, relationships. They are all wow. agree that, Hey, we have to give our kids a head start. I went back to my friends and I said, yo, I just left this, this round table and all these successful millionaires say, yo, for their kids, they're going to do this. You know what some of my friends said at the time? Bro, I ain't doing that. My mom ain't do that to me. I ain't doing that. Right well, then, I hate I that. Or the one, or the one I turned out fine and they ain't do that for me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm good. I mean, I, my parents ain't get, they ain't give me nothing Are we when really I got married. Good, <laughs> but, it's, but you know what, though? What that showed me was um, where I want to go, I got to change my friendship. And so I started changing my circle of friends. I went from having a lot of friends, 100 pennies, maybe down to just four quality friends who are four quarters. You know, I would rather have four or five quality, uh, goal-driven, vision-driven men of God, kings, priests of their homes, providers, protectors, and we all see this thing together, then have a bunch of friends that can change the way that I think. And so now I have friends, and all my all of my friends we all signed an agreement uh, with each other, mm-hmm. holding each other accountable that, hey, you know what? When we get married, uh, not we we get married, but when our kids get married, we want to be in a position to where we can give them at least $250,000 cash to go towards mm-hmm. purchasing their first home. So I don't want to give them a head start. I want to give them an alley hoop so that way they can catch it way up here. Now we're building wealth. Now we're closing the wealth gap. Now we're mm-hmm. setting our kids up to really, really win but I had to really get around friends and associations and make investments into them and they make investments into me and we understand each other. But I really, I want to say this again, the quality of your life, a huge part of that is term- is determined by the quality of relationships you have around you. If all of your friends are gossiping, if all of them just talking about the ladies and greatest, what happened on Atlanta housewives or girl, did you see what did what she had on or girl, did you see what she posted on IG or the latest clubhouse, you know, talk and drama over there, then you're not going anywhere. I don't mind us being real and it just, Oh, dealing with life issues, but the majority of our conversations shouldn't be about he says, she said, did you see, did you hear? It should be about, mm. hey, how are we building? How are we growing? How are we, how are we maturing? How are we growing in the love of Christ? Mm. Thanks. That's good. Mm. Yeah, that story reminds me basically of what you were saying earlier about investing in yourself and in your mindset, because when you are invested in your mindset and, and your mindset is shifting, you don't have room to to have those old friends. And I'm not saying like, got to cut them off, but you could love them from afar and you'll be able to attract like-minded people who you could yeah. really grow with. 
Um, But as we are talking about relationships, you know, that's our favorite topic. (laughs) Let's talk about relationships in money. Yeah. So I know Kobe has this questions stemming in her head (laughs) about how to bring up the conversation of finances when it comes to setting goals uh, in a relationship Mm. or just having those weird, those, those, those real talks with your partner. You know, that's a, that's a good question. And I'm going to, I'm going to sit here and be like, you know, that's something that I'm still learning how to do myself. Uh, Because money is such a, it's such a hard conversation to bring up with someone you're dating. Um, especially in my case, you know, because everyone automatically thinks, oh, that's Anthony O'Neill. You cannot be any debt. You better have some money. You got to have this. No credit score, no credit card. And it's like, for me, let's just have a conversation. You know, um, let's, let's just sit down and talk. But one of the things that I really, really love, Tiffany, and when I sit down and when I'm dating, one of the very first things I tell them up front, like, hey, I haven't always been perfect with money. I've made, I've, I've had my fair share of mistakes. Um, I'm still learning and growing in the space, although I am a financial expert. But first and foremost, I'm a student, you know, and and I'm always learning. What's your perspective on money? How do you see money? How do you feel as if you do with money? I don't need to know how much money is in your bank account. Um, I don't need to know, you know, what your credit score is right now, you know. But let's let's talk about, you know, how do you view money? You know, um, what's your thoughts? What's some of your goals? Do you want to be debt free? Do you believe in being a debt free? And I think when I ask that question and just say, Hey, what's your thoughts? It will let me know their mindset will let me know if we are compatible uh, with money, uh, because you don't have to make a lot of money. Um, but I want to know, can you handle a lot of money? And so I think for me, your mindset will show me if you can handle it. Um, if you can be a good steward of it. Uh, and then, after that, too, I I really don't need to ask a lot of questions. I look at what they do. You know, if, if you got a Louis Vuitton, authentic Louis Vuitton, it could be fake. But if, if it's authentic, OK, cool. <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? If you got on, if you got some authentic red bottoms, if you put up with some authentic uh, good three hundred, four hundred dollars worth of weed. OK, but then I see um, you live in a five hundred dollars, six hundred dollar apartment. Then I see your car is dirty, then it also lets me know where you put value at. You put value in appearance, not value in, in, in your priorities. And so mm-hmm. I'm very watchful. Um, I watch and I listen more than I actually talk. And so I think that's something that we could do. You don't have to really have a lot of conversation. Just sit back and observe. Sit back and see uh, what's going on um, from there. So that's my two cents in that. I do have a quick question. Or Kobe, did you have a question? Um, no, I, you got it. Oh, this just made me think of like, um, when watching some of your your shows on YouTube, I see a lot of couples that come on. And so, and it seems like either one started off um, like, this is what I wanna do. And the other one was supported up, supportive of it, or they both were going in like, yes, we're gonna be debt free. Or they both have like a lot of debt and then they pay it off. So my question is, what do well I don't you're not like a relationship expert or anything but I'm wondering like what if you you guys don't have the same mindset behind um, money because maybe y'all y'all are raised differently like you know my mom taught me something different than than your your mom and so how do you come together to really be on one accord 
Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. And you're right. I'm not a relationship expert, but I can definitely, we all know that finances are the number one reason why married couples are getting a divorce. Um, and, mm -hmm. and here's the reason why is because they never got on the same stage on where are we going? I don't think the conversation needs to be on how do we view money first, but the, the ultimate vision for the house needs to be, okay, what, what are we doing? Where are we trying mm. to go? Are we trying to build this dream home? Are we trying to pay off debt? Are we trying to go on this vacation? Are we trying to build wealth for our kids? I think that's where the conversation right. has to start. You've got to have a dream meeting. Uh, by the way, of my comrade here, Chris Hogan, you know, every couple has to sit down and have dream meetings. Husband, wife, where are we going? And then when you go, when you identify where you're going, then you backtrack. Okay, how do we get there? Well, if we want to build our dream home and we really want to have this beautiful home, then you know what? We need to pay off some debt. And and to do that, we need to do this. And so I think the problem is, well, I, I want this credit card because I want airline miles. Okay, cool, great. Okay, that's what you want to do. Okay, wait. If we want to go over here, then airline miles is, is, is not important at all. We need to cut out the credit card. We need to cut out the debt. So I think when we can really identify the big the big why, the big vision, then we step back. We can sit here and have the conversation on how do we get there. And what you'll find out, when couples really sit down and have that dream meeting and identify this is where we want to go, this is where we are, how do we close this gap? I guarantee you, both of you all will get on the same page financially about eliminating debt, building a savings account, building up wealth so you can get to where you wanna go. I mean, the average person will, graduate, will retire with about, about $200,000 to $300,000 uh, in retirement funds. Do you know you need about $380,000 just for your medical expenses when you retire? So people are already retiring in the negative and so when you have that conversation like, hey, I want to retire at 50 uh, and I want to have at least three, four million dollars in the account and I don't want to have to worry about no debt, no bills. OK, cool. Then if that's what we want, then we got to eliminate the debt now. And so have that conversation up front. And that's something that I'm going to do, you know, when I get engaged is, hey, let's sit down and have a real hard conversation. Uh, and, and we need both get on the same page. Where do we see ourselves within the next five to 10 years? How do we want to retire? You know, what if something was to happen to me, how much money do you want to have in the account? You know, um, how are we going to take care of the kids? How do we want to set up the kids? So this way we have the big vision and check this out. When we have the big vision on both sides, it's not me as a man leading my house. It's us, husband and wife, together, working together to accomplish that goal. We won't have too many arguments around money because if this is taking away and preventing us from hitting that goal, that's an easy conversation. And if that's not an easy conversation, then we need to talk about, do we need to get married? Ooh, that was so good. Cause it just reminds me of, cause what we do as friends, we have like, we have our dream lives and we like tell each other about that, but I never thought about it. Well, you know, I, I ain't been in a relationship in a very long time, but um, I never thought about having that dream conversation with a partner. Yeah, I love that so much. I mean, start yeah. planting those seeds when you're dating. You know, start start saying, you know what, you know, I would love to. If you are, if you're 
I, and I hate saying these terms, but this is what people are saying. Like, if you want to be a traditional wife to where, you know, you stay home and just provide for your kids and stuff, mm -hmm. start dropping those seeds with the young man you're dating and see if that's something that he's like. If you want to be the modern wife to where you want to help build and bring in money and do some things, cool. Start dropping the seeds with the guy who you're dating. So this way you can start seeing what's his mindset and his thoughts on things, which I think is so, so important. Like for me, I, I kind of want a middle of a little bit of everything, a traditional and a modern. I want a woman who can get the bag and come home and be a good, good mama uh, to the kids. And I want to be a little bit of both. So it's like, I'm, I'm dropping those seeds as I'm dating. Like, girl, you, you know, yes. my kids. <laughs> and I can totally agree with that. Cause just, just to be transparent um, and give you a little background. I just got engaged like last month. So Let's go. Congrats. before me and my stuff, I was about to say my boyfriend, my, I haven't, you know, haven't, haven't registered him for four years. During that time, it was a transitional process. We had to have that, that dream conversation because mm. the year one, it was like, he was telling me all the dreams, but then, like you said, you watch the actions. I'm like, okay, babe, you say we want to get married, but you know, look at our credit score. How are we going to get a house, a down payment? If you know, if your credit score is not this, or if we don't have any money in the savings. So then it got into year two and a half and an aha moment just clicked. See me, I, I came from a background where my dad, he was always on me about saving. So I was already saving, but he, on the other hand, he wasn't doing, he wasn't being serious <laughs> enough for me. And so then, like I said, the aha, I, I had to come to a point because this is why it's very important to be mindful of who you're dating and mm. to pay attention to their financial habits because I found myself you know, adopting some of his habits and forgetting my financial upbringings and I was spending frivolously. And so it got to the point to make a long story short, he got on his stuff. Well, before he got on his stuff, I said, you know, I can't blame you as to why I'm doing bad financially. I got on my stuff. We had the conversation. And I said, okay, I'm going to do what I need to do. And, you know, if you hop on board, great. If you don't, great as well but eventually he hopped on board and he surpassed me to the point where I'm like okay babe so you serious serious and yeah. then you know the things just kind of started falling together but so that the only thing I will say we can't necessarily you know we, we gonna wrap it there just for the sake of time I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cut it short I'm gonna cut it short <laughs> <laughs> man, I love it, man. We want to be respectful for you to your time. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. And I uh congrats on your engagement. Um, Thank you. Uh, Thank I love. You. Um, is he a brother? Uh, yeah, of course. Of okay, course. okay. And I, just, I, I, I celebrate <laughs> and, and I honor. I honor Black love. So, um, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. The last thing I want to say is just I know for me with finances, the one thing that I kind of struggled with was um, not having enough income. And so for my millennials out there, you know, seeing my, even seeing my mom and my grandma and a lot of the black women in my family, you know, they always did everything on one income. You know, they pay, paid the bills, you know, took care of the family trips, took care, you know, of their personal, their cars, their, you know, all their expenses and everything on one income. And that is extremely hard to do nowadays. And so for my millennials out there listening now, I just, encourage y'all to really try to find different sources of income because it's hard out here just with one yeah it really is it really is it really is i think uh, we should all try and strive for multiple streams of income but before you even try and really get a lot of streams of income just just, get, just knock your debt out you guys i mean just pay off your consumer debt 
um, live below your means, get you a good emergency um, savings account, and you'll feel so much lighter uh, going into the week, going into the month. Um, you know, and it's not a bragging thing, but when COVID happened, because I had my priorities uh, mm -hmm. in line, I didn't struggle throughout COVID. You know, and in my world, I, I make a lot of my money out on the road speaking. Uh, that stopped. But I, while I hated that it stopped, I, I still was able to pay my mortgage. I was still able to eat what I want to eat, go where I want to go, do what I want to do, mm. uh, because I was able to um, understand that I need to take care of my priorities. So I definitely understand what y'all saying. Yeah. When you That's said good. eat what you want to eat, that just hit my soul yes. right <laughs> But uh, before you go, can you please tell us about your book, Debt-Free Degree? I see that behind you since we are talking about crushing that debt. You know I'm huge on that. I love so, it. Free life. Free life, free life. Man, this uh, Debt-Free Degree is a great book for all of our mothers and fathers yes. out there who um, have kids. You know, if you have kids and you want to set them up correctly, um, I literally wrote the book on how to get our kids into college without um, no debt. So 100% debt free. So if you have someone, uh, if you have a child that's, you know, third grade, second grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, you name it, um, I want you to get the book because it's going to really, I'm going to walk you through the process. This is not an encouragement book. No, um, I spent two years just studying this research, having interviews with teachers, professors, colleges, and figuring out what are the right classes? How do you uh, maximize the SAT score? What are some tips and tricks to beat the ACT and the SAT score? How do you build a healthy college resume? Because I want to help my brothers and my sisters set up their children uh, in the right way. So debt-free degree, um, it's a step-by-step -step guide on how to get our kids, um, our future leaders into college without debt, because we know that the average kids can graduate about $37,000 in student loan debt, uh, but then a fourth of those will graduate about $100,000 or more. And specifically within the black culture, you guys, let's be real, uh, we tend to keep our student loans for 38 years. Uh, wow. And so that that is uh, unacceptable. Uh, it's preventing us from building wealth. And so uh, that's the book. Get the book. And then if you have student loan debt, just go get the book on Amazon called Destroy Your Student Loans, where I'm walking you through on how to pay off your student loans. Because listen here, we in the black culture, we're going to close that wealth gap. Student loans is the number one thing that we really need to focus on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We could literally talk to you for hours, but <laughs> can you please tell them where to find you so they could just watch all your videos and get all the goodness yeah, for sure, man. You can go over to anthonyonil.com. You can get uh, links to my podcast over there if you're the podcast world. I'm a YouTube guy uh, because I just love my facial expressions and the craziness that I do on my YouTube show. And so you can be, you can get a link over there. Uh, check me out on Instagram at Anthony O'Neill. Look for that blue check mark. There's a lot of fake ones out there trying to uh, represent your boy, but uh, you know it's all good. Go to anthonyonil.com, Instagram at Anthony O'Neill. And ladies, thank y'all so much, man. This is. I love this podcast, man. I'm sitting here like, yo, these ladies for real, for real. I like them. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, we I love what you're doing as well. All right, y'all. So what time is it? It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. Y'all, this is your first time tuning in on the Soul Feeling Podcast. We always, 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 always end our podcast with a positive affirmation. So what the heck is an affirmation? An affirmation is any statement that you are using to transform your life. Either you transform your life for the good or you transform your life for the demise. Even in the Bible, it states, let the weak say, 
key word, y'all, is just say. It says, let the weak say, I am strong. So on those days when you're feeling sick and tired, down and out, broken, all these other ungood emotions, don't affirm that over your life. Instead, speak uplifting things. I'm getting better and better every day. My bank account keeps growing each and every day and every way. When it comes to me easily, frequently, you know, the list goes on. So guys, it is four of us today, and I'm affirming that there are millions, billions, trillions, generations to come out here tuned in, and we're going to go ahead and this thing off with our positive affirmations. So who wants to go first? I'll go. I am flourishing okay. in every aspect of my life. Ooh. I have clear vision for prosperity and success and generational blessings in my life. I like that. I'm going to go after that one right there. I have clear vision uh, that I am building wealth, not just for my children's children, but for my children's children, children, and they will be on the Forbes list as a brown brother and sister. I am developing the habits necessary to be debt-free and to create wealth for me and mine. Ah, I like that one. Yes. Thank you so much. All right, Tiff, let them know where to find us. Thank you so much, Soulmates. Please follow us on all of our social media platforms. That's Soul Filling Podcast everywhere. That's S-O-U-L space F-I-L-L-I-N-G. And of course, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and YouTube. But if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star rating and write something soulful and sweet so more people can get their soul fed. We love you so much. We will talk to you later.